K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got up on mine. And welcome back to another episode of Black on Both Sides. I'm one half of your host, King Kunta 3X, my established colleague, where we're now and luckily known universally accepted. Nine out of ten dentists say, hey, hey, this guy gets it. Mr. B honest. What up, B? <laughs> What's going on, man? I do get it though. You do? Well, mostly. Usually. Enough. You get it enough. Um just got back. I actually uh, was out in, into uh, went to Texas for a couple of days to uh, basically uh, get shit faced and watch a football game, and yeah. just get back home. How shit faced did you get? Uh, uh, you ever drink to where shit's just funny and ain't nobody said nothing? <laughs> Not That's I where I was at about 2 p.m. on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't ever drink like time. that. I don't ever drink like that. I don't think. Well, it was it was a it was, a, uh, it was what they call it a, a milestone turn up. Okay, that works. Yeah, I'm finally a man. Hmm? Because I'm 40. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, so um, I guess I already said happy birthday. And I actually tried to call you and you didn't answer. You wouldn't want that conversation. <laughs> I assure you. <laughs> I, just get, I just get tired of everybody texting happy birthday. So I was trying to call you to, to actually tell you in person on the you phone. You wouldn't want that. Uh, I would have either been too drunk and happy or too drunk and angry because um, I was, the game almost turned into tragedy that I went to. Oh, wow. And this isn't like, you know, you know, so I'm, I, for those that may or may not be, no, I'm actually, a, a, now that we're, we were, we're, the, we're watching football again. I'm a, I've been a Cowboys fan since like the age of like, I don't know, four. Um, who, by the way, are up 14 to seven. What the fuck did the seven come from against uh, Philadelphia right now? But my uh, school, University of Texas, uh, I really mean that shit. It just, you know, they, you know, when the win, lose, or whatnot, it just affects me in a different way. Uh, and so yeah. the game went very close, and the game should not have been close at all. And so, but you guys won or lost? No, we won. Okay, but, it, but no, no, not okay. We barely won. Last second field goal against Kansas. Oh, wow. And if you don't know anything about college football, I will assure you that just as good as college. As Kansas is in college basketball, all those championships, they are actually the opposite right. of that good in football. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, uh, the Kansas uh, fans didn't even travel. Of course not. There were two swaths of empty seats that were clearly the Kansas allotment of, of tickets that they didn't come to because they also expected to get them hands. That is not what happened, and I was angry for a while. What a difference a year can make. Just a year ago, you were making me sing the fight song for Texas. Now look at you. Hey, you know, when you put your, your hands, your, you, you put your, your, your confidence, your trust in the hands of 20-somethings and 19 and 8-year-olds, shit's not going to be consistent. These mm, are facts. We're still good again. We're good again this year. We we had a stupid loss, but we're still good again. Oh, well, you still got to go see about Bama at some point. I digress, listeners. So that's what that was about. So forgive my raspy voice because I spent it uh, either yelling, swearing, and certainly not sleeping. I think I averaged about six hours of sleep the last three days. <laughs> I like six how, total. I like how you go to Texas for a few days and you take all the G's off the end of your words now. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> It is what it is. Um, any of it, man. So, uh, so that's where we are. So I stepped away for a minute, but it's been a, a another great week. B, are you tired of winning? Am I tired of winning? Yeah, I'm not sure what you mean. Because remember when, when uh, Donald Trump was on the campaign trail in 2016, and he said that we were going to win so much that we were going to get tired of winning. Who was going to win? America. <laughs> we were going to be winning so much that we literally were going to say, we're tired of winning. I don't remember so, that. I don't remember that, but Google, okay. I, you should. It's very, yeah. It's like, you know, we're going to win so much, we're going to be tired of winning. 
We're going to be tired of winning. We're going to win so much and everything. And I said this. I'm the one who said we're going to be winning or Trump said we're going to be winning? Trump. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't remember ever saying that. Oh, no, he said it often. And, and so as these things have unfolded these last, you know, what, thousand and two days of the Trump administration, I'm just wondering, are, are we tired of winning? Um, I don't think are we're you? tired. I don't, I, don't think we, I don't think we've seen the wins. So there, there are wins <laughs> that have happened, but we haven't really seen them. Yeah, well, I, I'd say that Russia is doing a lot of winning and maybe they're getting tired of all the winning. But I digress. So let's, let's get this thing started off. Let's get this thing started off right. You know, set this thing off right. Okay, so... Um, and forgive me, listeners, because I just got back from a whirlwind trip and I'm still recovering. So let's just do it this way. So... What has Trump been saying about quid pro quo in the Ukrainian telephone call? Be honest, you recall? I believe what he's saying is, is that... Trump, specifically. Well, I believe what he's saying. I, I don't know exactly what he's saying. If you're saying he has like a quote after that, I don't know. But what I think he's trying to say is, is that, you know, we're gonna, we've been taking care of you guys, so we need y'all to do us a favor. Do us a solid and investigate this. Wrong. He's saying, no quid pro quo. No quid pro quo. No quid pro quo. The call is perfect. No quid pro quo. Okay. <laughs> He's saying no quid pro quo. No oh. quid pro quo. Okay. Absolutely no quid pro quo. Okay. That's been the Trump position since they released that uh, that memo of the telephone call. That's been the position. Earlier this week, White House Chief of Staff Mick. Mulvaney, who actually likes talking to the press. He likes tangling, mixing it up, getting to scrums with the liberal media. Loves it. So he decided to uh, expound on no quid pro quo. Did you hear about this, B? I have not. So I'm going to give you the uh, cliff notes and then we'll dig into it. So the cliff notes, the paraphrase of what he said. So a reporter asks him essentially, you know, more about the call, the Ukrainian call, the investigation, the impeachment inquiry. It's all about the Ukrainian call. And so Mick Mulvaney says, in response to a question, so is this a quid pro quo? Yes. Absolutely. We do this all the time. And you guys just need to get over it. B. <laughs> this is the White House Chief of Staff speaking on behalf of Donald Trump who, since all this has happened, has said, no quid pro quo, no quid pro quo, no quid, no pro, no quo. And this fool saying, Yes, there is a quid pro quo. A quid pro quo? Absolutely. We do this all the time. Of course, the aid was withheld. Because we were trying to get to the bottom of conspiracy and the Democratic and, and the hacking of the Democratic National Convention servers, the DNC servers. We wanted that. Well, that's what I was saying. So I don't know why Donald Trump is saying no quid pro quo. No, 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 no. Stay here. So what you really should be asking me was, oh, well, they, they changed on that? Okay, cool. No, B. <laughs> the official Donald Trump stance is no quid, no pro, no quid pro quo, no quid pro quo. This motherfucker freehanded this shit, Mick Mulvaney. Yeah. He went rogue, B. In a week where the impeachment inquiry is thick, still going on, this fool tried some shit. Right. Don't talk to anybody. So, you know, after everyone is stunned that the chief of staff, the White House chief of staff, has essentially came out and undermined the official stance of the Trump administration about this call of no quid pro quo and saying absolutely quid pro quo, um, world stunned. 
So after this happened, uh, oh, by the way, that same conversation, Mick Mulvaney also announced that, oh, hey, and we're going to have the International Summit G7 at, um, let's put it at, I don't know, I'm spitballing here. <laughs> we looked into it. Uh, we looked at all the locations to have these world leaders meet next year. And the best place that we could find, uh, we looked high and low, sea to signing sea. We looked at all 48 uh, uh, states. We looked at Alaska, Hawaii, we've gone to Puerto Rico. Uh, the best place, the best, the greatest location we could think of, of having this international summit on behalf of the United States, who's hosting is uh, Trump National. At Doral in Miami. Sounds but good. Yeah, to bless, me. Good night. Mic drop. Sounds good to me. I love Miami. Let's unpack. <laughs> so, <laughs> jaws are dropped. It's like, uh, did this fool say absolutely quit pro end quote? And that they do this shit all the time. And that the aid, of course, was held up until they were satisfied that there was going to be an investigation. So by the time Mick, Mickey, Mickle, Michelin Mulvaney matriculated himself down back to his office, seems like he might have talked to a few people. Because he came back and said, within hours, misconstrued, misconstrued, didn't say that, did not say that, Nope, nope. Did not say, nope, that is not what I said. This is the left media twisting my words. There's absolutely no quid pro quo. That is crazy. I did not say that. I believe it. Okay, well, let's read it. Let's figure, let's figure out what he actually said. Because, again, I mean, nobody made Mick Mulvaney say anything. And matter of fact, you know, Mulvaney is one of those people that are very good about not answering the question. And I open this up by saying that that he actually, you know, likes screwing around with the media, the uh, the press, if you will, because he likes, you know, he just likes screwing with them. He likes saying stuff and fighting with them and taught and 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 you know being combative. So you know, I, <laughs> it's astonishing, B. Uh, and that um, what is said to our face and not hidden, the, 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 just the lack of, catch me if you can, Chris Wallace, Fox Chris Wallace says, you said what you said. Everyone is saying you said what you said. Basically, Mick Mulvaney wants us to not to listen to our lying ass ears and and let him and, and and let him take back something he said very explicitly. You hadn't heard anything about this, B? I haven't at all. Yep. So, um, so just just to be clear, so I, okay. So I can tell you about it, but the best thing for me to do uh, is to just really kind of just you know read word for word what he said because there we go. Well, kind of That's word not, for word. Who is the source? Where are we getting this from? Don't say him. Mick Mulvaney. No, no, no. Who no, is the no, source? B, let, me, let me be clear. So the cameras are rolling. Someone asks a question. He starts talking. Someone says, is that what you mean? And then he says, absolutely. Got we you. do this all the time. And Got then he you. keeps talking. But what I'm saying is, where is this? So who, who's, giving you, who's giving you the playback of it? The CNN? I just need to know from my records. Uh, all you can look wherever you want, man. I mean, it's just like when Trump was on the South Lawn and all the cameras are there, and he just said, "And China, and China should also look into the Bidens." Right. It's really that type of shit. There's, there's no way for this to be spun. Uh, you know, this is not some deep fake shit because when he said it, everybody was like, "Did he? Did you? Uh, oh, uh, what?" And he's like, "You got to deal with it." You got to get over it. All right, proceed. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, let's just so so this is basically how it went, okay? So Mick Mulvaney uh trying to explain why the money was withheld to the Ukraine. Uh 
Because remember, you know, earlier we talked about and it's been established that the Ukrainians were to receive, I, I believe now it's about $400 million in defense aid that had been approved by the House and the Senate. And, you know, American taxpayer dollars of defense aid to the Ukraine, who's fighting a hot war inside their country against Russia, who until 2016, we... You, mostly universally agreed were the bad guys. Right. So Mulvaney trying to explain why the money was, was, was withheld. Mulvaney says, Trump's like, look, look, this is a corrupt place. I don't, I don't want to send them a bunch of money and have them waste it, have them spend it, have them use it on their own pockets. Plus I'm not helping sure. I'm not sure that other European countries are helping them. Wow. I'm not sure other European countries are helping them Ukraine out either. So we actually looked at that during the time before, you know, when we can cut the money off before the money actually flowed, because the money flowed by the end of the fiscal year. We actually did an analysis of what other countries were doing in terms of supporting Ukraine. We found out was that, uh, and I can't remember if it's zero or near zero dollars from any European countries for lethal aid. And you've heard the president say this, that we give them tanks in other countries, blah, 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 blah. I know it's a long answer to your question, but I'm still going. So, so these were the driving factors. Did he also mention to me in passing the corruption related to the DNC server? Absolutely. No question about that, but that's it. And that's why we held up the money. Now, there's a report question. So the demand for an investigation into the Democrats was part of the reason that he ordered Trump to withhold funding to the Ukraine? Mulvaney, the, the look back to what happened in 2016. Question, the investigation into Democrats, Mulvaney, certainly was part of the thing that he was worried about and, and about corruption, and that was absolutely appropriate. Okay, question. But to be clear, what you just described is a quid pro quo. It is. Funding will not flow unless the investigation into a Democratic server happens as well. Mulvaney, we do that all the time with foreign policy. We're holding money at the same time for what? Uh, Northern Triangle countries. We're holding up money for them so they change their policies on immigration. So, just to clarify... What Mulvaney first did was say, you know, he tried to shift the, the scope of the investigation from just the Bidens to the Democratic server, because that's a defunct uh, conspiracy theory that the Ukrainians, not the Russians, hacked the Democratic server and that it's somehow housed now the information inside the Ukraine. Right. That's like not a real thing. That's a debunked conspiracy theory. Right. Uh, they, the Trump administration has at least figured out to stop just immediately saying Biden by name is the person to be investigated. And now trying to say now he's trying to say they're investigating corruption. So the reporter right. clearly asked him, you know, so what you're saying is the money is not going to flow unless there's an investigation into the Democratic, which are the political rivals, political rival rivals. So an investigation into their server. Sounds fair. Mulvaney says, absolutely. We do it all the time. I believe it. Obama did it. I'm sure that everybody before Obama did it too. I believe it. You're absolutely 100% wrong. No one, no one agrees that the president of the United States can withhold military aid so that uh, so that and unless and until the target of that approved by both houses military aid does an investigation into political rivals yeah i'm not saying that that exact specific this is unconstitutional mm. and this when no. i say unconstitutional i mean oftentimes we talk about what the founding fathers had in mind when they wrote this shit right this one is actually very, very, very close to almost verbatim to what the founding fathers were worried about because they were a new republic. 
they were a new country. There were these bigger established countries, England, France, uh, Spain, all these other countries that had longer histories and more things than these 13 colonies that somehow had beaten back uh, Britain. They were concerned about someone, it's not someone, a foreign country being able to impact this new experiment that had happened, which was a democratic republic. They were concerned about foreign influence. This isn't, right. this isn't hard shit. This isn't debatable shit. Mm, yeah, it's not. About that. And if you, if you listen to the Republicans, none of them agree that it's okay to use the office of the, of the, of the president the, to be able to use the power we give the president to authorize investigations into political rivals. Neither, None of them neither will do agree I. with that. Neither do I. They I, will, don't, I don't believe that's They okay. will try to, to pull up short and say, hey, that's not what he really meant. I agree. Or B, well, he wasn't really talking about that. He's just talking about corruption in general. Put a, put a pin in that. The last time Trump was asked... Okay, so corruption. So are you looking into corruption for anyone that's not a political rival? Do you remember Trump's answer? Nope. Why would he look at it? Why would he look at it for anybody that's not a rival? Why does that matter? Who else, who else is looking for what who who on the democratic side is looking at people on the democratic side that aren't rivals for to dig up dirt? Nobody. That's ridiculous. That's don't, stupid. Don't, don't do that, that's man. Pointless. So we just said that nobody and you agreed you either agrees that it's okay. That's not what I said though. That isn't, that isn't what I said. Power the president to to withhold aid or to use it to 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 uh, Agree. to look into dirt or or to somehow aid you against a political rival. But in that's election. not what I said, though. I agree that, that 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 you shouldn't do that. But that's not what I said. What I said was previous presidents, probably all of them, have withheld money for other reasons, and it may not be that specific charge. It may not be for. Investigating their political rivals, but there have been some shit that wasn't necessarily on top of the board. But, but what we're talking about is, is something that's impeachable. We're not talking about other shit. The other shit never came out. I'm not. I, I guarantee you, it's just like it's just like football. Every single play has a holding call. They don't always see it. They don't always call it. Every single president has done some impeachable shit. We just don't always see it. We don't always call it. I definitely believe that every president, because just to be a part of politics, period, you have to be. A, a special kind of asshole. There's some shit that's going on always behind the scenes. This kind of stuff is brought up all the time, but it's just not important enough because either one, the agenda doesn't need that person to go down, or two, it's just not that, that time of year that not in, during a campaign cycle, or it's not Donald Trump. It just seems like Donald Trump is, gets all of it because people hate him. And I don't know if you, I don't care if you agree with that or not. That's just the truth. People just hate Trump. So all of this is the most, this is the worst it's ever been. This is the biggest travesty of the, the political system. This is, this is unconstitutional. Man, give me a break. All these motherfuckers break rules. All these motherfuckers break laws. All these motherfuckers bury bodies. All of them, Obama included. All of them have. This one is specific to this. Yes, so I agree. No president should ever use his influence to investigate the rival person when it comes to the actual, the actual house. Because he's in, the, he's in the White House. He's using the White House to influence that. That is, that is a travesty. That is bad. But that's not what I was saying. Okay. Well, noted. I'll follow up on your last comment. So, I'm going to ask you to think about this. When was the last time you remember this, this many State Department officials, ambassadors, envoys, and the like, coming forward to want to testify that they witnessed something that they thought was wrong. <laughs> Never. Just ask me that. This is the first time. Now, last week, you know, we talked about that ambassadors and these other foreign dignitaries, by and large, these are career individuals, meaning they serve multiple presidents, meaning it's not always a Democrat, it's not always Republican. Uh, that's just, you know, that's just the window dressing. It's just, it's also, it's kind of like in the military and the higher up generals and the joint chiefs of staff. I mean, you know, they, you know, there, there are political appointments that change the actual machine itself cannot. And the people that are, you know, responsible for keeping things moving and going and working smoothly, you know, they have to be able to do it, you know, in a non-bipartisan way. Because you don't know who's going to be president tomorrow. Right. And the goal should remain the same regardless of who's president, which is safety for the United States and furthering the, you know, the ideals of democracy worldwide. That right. should be kind of the goals 
or of this. That's what the State Department should be engaged in, protecting America, furthering American ideology throughout the world. Let me ask you a question. That, that shouldn't be, you know, we could disagree on, on the details of how to do that, but that's not, that should not be a political thing. That's what we all should want. We should all should want uh, America to be safe. Let me ask you a question. And we all should want that more people to want to be like America. Let me ask you a question. You have, you have, you have family members that are military, right? Yeah. Okay. So you are, do you understand the idea of a lawful order and obeying a lawful order? Right. Oh, and that's a heavy, that's being hotly contested right now. And that's what I want to contest right now, or at least I want to get both of our stances on the table. So for the listeners who don't know, there are lawful orders in the military, and you're supposed to follow every lawful order from a, a senior uh, member of your of your branch or whatever um, military you're in. So you do have the ability, though, to deny following an order if it's not lawful, meaning that you feel like it does something to jeopardize the safety of your division um, or your person, anything like that. You have the ability to deny and refuse a lawful, uh, excuse me, an order if you feel like it's unlawful. Now. My question comes this. Everybody knows that the chain of command of the military goes private all the way up to the very top, which is the commander-in-chief, the president. The president is actually the very top spot in the military. So do you feel like there's ever a time when the president gives you an unlawful order? Absolutely. See, I disagree with that. And I think most military people would disagree with that prior to Trump taking office. I don't think any, any, any military member prior to Trump would ever have said that they wouldn't do whatever the president asked. But what does that tell you? That tells me a lot, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know that, I don't know that this is not just bias. Extreme, extreme bias. Okay, well, let's stop. So General Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, you familiar with that guy at all? Uh, yeah, you said his name a few times. Well, uh, he, uh, he, well he, was, he was serving when you were when you were serving, uh, but he uh, is a career military man, um, you know, general of the highest order. Um, you know, he's served for 30, 40 years or so. And so all those things you just said, you know, you know, I, I respect your service, but at the same time you did come out. And so you've got people who've lived this and do this and, uh, and so they take this lawful order shit pretty seriously. I did too. That's what I was saying. Uh, well, I'm saying some take take it may take may take it more than seriously than you because they have done it for a lifetime and continue to do it. Right. Um, the Syria thing. Um, sources say that uh, the Syria issue because Trump wanted to do it earlier was the reason. Mad Dog Mattis, General Mattis, stepped down from his Secretary of Defense position. And so that's come out. And Trump has, um, in the media, refer referring to Mattis as someone that's weak and cowardly. Can you imagine that? Guy with bone spurs to avoid the, the Vietnam War is calling his own former Secretary of Defense cowardly and weak. Yeah, I can believe that. It's, it's silly, but I can believe it. So, this past weekend, um, General Mattis was at an event and he did something that military, former military guys never do. He went on a lengthy opinion about what's going on in the White House. And uh, I wasn't prepared to go this direction with it. Um, but the upshot is, is that he, he didn't speak from an impassioned, emotional place. He read a prepared statement. Uh, the upshot of that statement was that we must keep uh, the rule of law and that we'll, we must be wary of individuals who come and think that they're bigger than the rule of law and that risks the destruction, the very destruction of our country, our ideals, our beliefs. He went on for a long time about this. He was at a roast, B. I agree you with know, him. At a roast, we, we normally take jokes, we normally make jokes about some, he was at a, at a roast and he delivered a prepared statement uh, in condemnation of what the top of the defense chain is now the commander in chief is doing. So, you know, when you say, well, I don't know if there's ever an unlawful order. And I say, well, we've never had someone like Trump that's now caused these divisions, these thoughts. Uh, I mean, he criticized General Mattis 
surrounded with other generals. Right. Now, the one thing we people should know about the military is it's all a hierarchy. It's all, you know, you put, you get in what you put out, you, you work your way up, you know, there's, you know, you follow the, 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 the succession of, you know, uh, of command, there's respect. You don't say these types of things. It's not politicized. And so you've got Trump making all, all kinds of crazy comments about his former secretary of defense, who was a world renowned, recognized, highly decorated general of the highest order in front of his current generals. Right. I mean, so this is something I don't believe that this country's ever really faced because, um, oh, a lot of reasons. So I, I, so I say that to say this, that for the last two years, I can only vouch for, you know, my family's um, participation in the Air Force. That has been a big deal. A reminder to all the servicemen and women from the top to the bottom that you do not have to comply with an unlawful order, no matter who issues it. So this is a problem, B. It's a huge problem. And you've got the military wondering if it has to question its chain at the top of that chain is Trump. So, you know, bad, bad all around. Let's move forward with Syria. Right. So there was a ceasefire that was authored for 120 days or so. The ceasefire uh, was, was authored by Mike Pence and Mike Pompeo, who Trump sent to Syria, well, to Turkey, really, to talk with uh, Turkish pres president, was it Edrogard or whatever his name is, to try to get them to stop bombing the shit out of our Kurdish allies who fought hand-in-hand -hand with us against ISIS. Are they still our allies? Probably not now. Yeah. Um, and so 120 days, ceasefire. Do you want to know what Turkey called it? Uh, called not it? a ceasefire. This is definitely not a ceasefire. This is a pause, meaning they were given the Kurds time to get the fuck out. What, is, what does that mean? Meaning they ultimately got what they wanted. In our last show, show before last, we talked about what it, it looks like Turkey wanted. Turkey wanted to reclaim that land and then they wanted to repopulate it with either more Turkish people or people who are of their similar sect of things, ethnic cleansing. So the 120 hour ceasefire was to allow the Kurds to get the fuck out. Secondly, do you know who the Kurds have now allied themselves with because they've been, they've been shelled for the last week? Russia. Syria oh, so and Russia. Yeah, I would say Russia. Well, Syria and Russia, because remember, they're in northern Syria to begin with. Right. Uh, Syria's president is a, a well-known dictator and war crimes criminal. He gasses his own people. Assad, President Assad of Syria. And they're also now aligning with Russia. I saw some pictures of, I don't know if it was CNN, Al Jazeera, or BBC, but you've got tanks rolling through that area, northern Syria, that fly both the uh, Syrian flag and the Russian flag now. Two weeks ago, none of this shit was happening. More news. Apparently, there's going to now be a surge of troops to Iraq. What the fuck? What are we doing? Isn't Trump saying that he wants to pull troops back and he doesn't want people fighting in wars? He doesn't want, you know, he doesn't want people fighting in things that have nothing to do with us and that he doesn't care. And, but now we're pushing troops to Iraq and we're pushing troops also to Saudi Arabia. Did we talk about the Pelosi event? Now that I believe, now that I'm, I don't think we did, no. So much shit's happened, B. It's really crazy. So I guess early, early in the week, um, Senator Pelosi, we we didn't talk about Pelosi and the and the House vote condemning Trump's actions. No, Jesus Christ, there's so much going on. Early in the week, um, the House voted in a bipartisan three hundred and something to sixty. Uh, there are only two hundred and twenty Democrats, so a substantial amount of Republicans. And I said the House when we talk about the House, the House or Trump's is Trump's usually staunchest base. Whatever the fuck he says, they just come out. They're not silent. They go for that shit because they, you know, they are a lot of the election cycles that are up. 
and they have a shorter election cycle than senators. So this is his strongest part of his congressional base are his minority supporters in 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 uh, in, in the House of Representatives because his uh, senators are usually quiet, with exception of of Lindsey Graham. So they voted uh, three hundred and something to sixty against six nays to condemn Trump removing uh, United States troops from Syria. So Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, uh, and Chuck Schumer, minority uh, representative of the Senate, were in a meeting with Donald Trump. Um, and Trump essentially unloaded on her. And it's unclear if this happened before or after she told uh, Trump that she had just pa- passed a 300 and something to six against 60 votes uh, condemnation bipartisan of his, of his uh, actions in removing uh, protection from the Kurds. Apparently he called her a third grade politician. I think he meant to say third rate, but he said third grade. And the pictures have been posted uh, all over social media. Uh, the, he posted it. He's the first one to post. It's a picture of Pelosi standing up talking. Trump is sitting. Every other person in the room is a white male and most of their heads are straight down. And Trump uh, was using this to say that, you know, she's unhinged. She had a meltdown because me, because, you know, Pelosi said that Trump had a meltdown and called her names and Schumer said, you know, he called her names. And so this is, this is crazy. This is what's going on. And so Trump posted this picture of Pelosi to show that she's the one that had the meltdown. But if you look at the picture, there's a whole, you know, pictures tells a thousand words. To me, it looks like somebody standing up to Trump. That's what it looks like. And I guess that's what Pelosi's people thought too, because they have now made that her uh, Twitter background, her as a woman in all blue, standing up to Trump, who's visibly angry, and all the other men in the room's heads are down. This is where we are. You know, I am not a Nancy Pelosi fan at all. Right, and I, I, I'm actually was upset that she waited so long and seemed to be caving in on the impeachment idea. But I think that how she's handling this is masterful, and I think she's the perfect adversary for Donald Trump at this time. So, bipartisan condemnation of Donald Trump's actions in Syria, and one of the things that Pelosi said, she also shared in that conversation before she left after being insulted repeatedly was that she asked Trump, what was the plan? The Democrats went there to figure out what was the plan for withdrawing the Kurdish, uh, the support for for our Kurdish allies. And Trump said, allegedly, that it was to remove American troops from the Middle East that, you know, he had ran to bring the troops home and he was going to bring the troops home. And Pelosi's response was, is Saudi Arabia home? And that's also apparently <laughs> when he lost his shit. That was a good one though. Because we, he moved a thousand troops at that point early in the week to Saudi Arabia. Right. All this is, this is, why are we moving troops? Because we've destabilized the area. We've destabilized the area and we've got to be ready in case something terrible happens. Got to be ready to mobilize. By the way, be honest, um, those sanctions against Turkey that were ready, that were, you know, that were on deck, right. they, they still haven't happened. Of course not. So there are cracks forming with Trump's base. I think the current policy is, is that there's, as of the last 24, 48 hours, there's been a mobilization of troops near Iraq and I guess you know that's in an effort to try to uh, let Russia uh, Turkey and Syria proper know that we're not completely vacating the region right Um, there's also kind of some more bad news Turkey is a member of NATO and um, Turkey has maybe 12 of our nuclear assets inside of Turkey. Yeah, Turkey's a problem. But, so you, you can't do this shit half-ass, haphazardly, without having any idea of how the system works. In, in other words, you need ambassadors and dignitaries 
who understand the areas and have lived it and worked it and know the people and what's at stake and what's working and know the, um, the allies, know the actual connection they've been made, know how everything is syncing up, right. know who's good, who's bad, who's actually corrupt, who isn't. You need people who know what the fuck they're doing in foreign policy. Not just that, though. For our listeners who have no idea about geography, shout out to Jay Smooth. Uh, Turkey is kind of... Shut that fool out. You don't watch this show. Well, he might. Turkey is, is pretty much the elbow between Europe and the Middle East. So they can affect things on both sides very easily because they're, they're, the position of Turkey is just perfect for that. So that's why this is very important in Turkey. So we are now, after one, phone, one bad phone call with Turkey, we have destabilized the regions. You know, Trump is going to say on social media and to any of the Fox programs that still support him, that this is a win, he's bringing troops home. In actuality, we're now mobilizing and scrambling more troops to be uh, put in Iraq and also in Saudi Arabia because we, he has destabilized the region. But that stuff happens all the time, though. Can, can, we, can we admit that... Not by accident? No, no, not by accident. Without but, talking to a, a nan, anyone, general? No, but this is something that happens often. Like, destabilizing that, re, that region is, it happens a lot because it's a fucked up region. So he's I understand. A, so when you yeah. get a foothold, you, you don't just fuck around. You know, foreign policy is not... And by the way, I want you to understand that I'm giving Trump the benefit of the doubt. He didn't intentionally work out some deal with another deal with Turkey to do this because Trump has one of the few Westerners who has a hotel in Turkey. <laughs> did, you, did you see that letter he wrote to them that they publicized? Okay, so no, we haven't talked about that. <laughs> B, I'm glad you brought that up. What do you think about the letter? I thought it was comedy. What kind of fucking, what kind of third, now that's third grade. What kind of third grade him send that? fucking letter is that? <laughs> It wasn't even. Let, it wasn't even official. Let him send that. I don't know. <laughs> he might have put. Mean, he might have put yes and no check boxes on it. Do you agree? Check yes or check no. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> <sighs> yeah, that's um, a, it's only a, a loud sign. That's all I have for you too. I think it will be. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie to you. So much shit had happened. I thought we'd already talked about this we shit. We hadn't talked about that either. So much shit is, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy at how fast things are going on both the impeachment inquiry. It's going fast. And really what the fuck is happening in, in Syria and, not, and the Middle East and how this is deteriorating. It's really, it, 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 it's, it's really crazy. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I think it's worth it maybe for, I mean... Oh, Give me five no, minutes letter. though, because I, I want to talk about something else real quick. Uh, well, let's 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 include it with the letter because this is, I guess, Trump's uh, get back. Have you heard that there um, is now an anti-Trump whistleblower within the CNN walls? Have you heard about this? Well, there's an anti-Trump whistleblower within CNN. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot of stuff has been happening, Kuta. So while you were away getting drunk in Texas. There has come, there has, there's an anti-Trump whistleblower saying that Jeff Zucker, who runs CNN, is completely against Trump and he's willing to do whatever it takes to get Trump out of office, including propaganda and forcing his journalists to write propaganda-ish statements against Trump and articles against Trump. And there's more than one person on, on record saying that he definitely does that in the morning meetings. He's like, no, forget all that stuff. We just want to get this road to impeachment thing going. And there's now someone who's coming. I, I, I wish I knew his name. There's somebody who's coming out saying mm. that Jeff Zucker has been forcing them to write anti-Trump journalist, um, journalistic mm. articles. Attorney General Barr met in a private meeting with Rupert Murdoch a week ago. Okay. A day or two after that, one of the few Fox news analysts who had been anti-Trump announces his retirement. Oh. This shit is dirty, man. It's going, and, it's, and it's going everywhere. That letter is just the beginning of the bullshit. The, it's going everywhere. No one is going to be untouched in this by the end. 
the letter ends with, don't be a fool. <laughs> did, and look, did, to be honest, I don't want to look for this letter. It's not that long. I'm going to try to paraphrase. You fix it when I fuck it up. Basically says, you know, Trump's like, hey, don't do this. The, 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 the Kurds want to make a deal. There's a deal to be made. They're ready to make deals. They haven't even considered in the past. But you got to do this humanely. If you don't, you're going to be looked at as a devil. Uh, don't be a fool. That's basically the paraphrase of what the letter says. Right. Just that way, that low class language uh, to one United the, the the president of the United States to another foreign dignitary. I have the letter here. If you want me to read it word for word, it's up to you. Uh, I don't care if there's something you feel you should read into the record. Feel free. Otherwise, no. I mean, we both agree on this one, so there's nothing we have to argue on. So, be the BBC reported that when Turkish president. Uh, wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. There, there is one thing I gotta say. This nigga said at the end of the letter, I will call you later. <laughs> Don't be a fool. I'll call you later. <laughs> oh my God. And then Trump came out and said he was tough with him. I was tough with him. <laughs> What's the last time he was tough with somebody? And say, hey, I'll, I'll hit you in a minute. Right. That's like basically like saying, I know I said some shit in that letter, but just give me a minute. I'm going to explain it when we get on the phone. Hey, I'll call you in a minute. <laughs> and so, uh, oh, so I mean, so, and did you see a signature B? I did. It looks like Scribble Scrabble. It looks like like a heart monitor. <laughs> EK, EKG reading. <laughs> or no, no, I got you. It looks like a lie detector test. That's what it looks like for real. When somebody tell online, that shit just goes crazy. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, that shit is wild. That is wild. It is, man. So, um, here's why we should really be concerned. Um, clearly, no one can tell Trump no inside of his cabinet. Right. There's absolutely no reason. For that letter to have ever gone anywhere. I'm even allowing him to force somebody to dictate it, but there's no reason for that letter to have ever gone anywhere. And the BBC reported that when the Turkish president uh, received that letter, he promptly threw it in the trash. <laughs> Sources say it's the BBC, he promptly threw it in the trash. Read it, balled up, threw it in the trash. I believe that. It was awful. It's a ridiculous letter. Like Trump, oh, you old Trump ass Trump. Boy, I tell you, man, you better shit. It doesn't seem real at all. That boy wild out there. That that orange motherfucker wild. <laughs> wow. <laughs> B, what's that? Where's this going to be? Okay, so so here's what we know for certain. Well, here's what I think we know for certain. We know for certain he's going to get a Clinton impeachment at the least. That means that there are going to be an articles of impeachment voted on, approved by the House, and there's going to be presented to the Senate for a trial. Mitch McConnell has already said multiple times that he is bound by the constitutional constitution to have the trial. Mitch McConnell uh, earlier in the week uh, also has been having these workshops for the Senate uh, Republican senators to kind of Here's what goes on during an impeachment trial. So they're trying to get their ducks in a row on how this happens and what happens. So it looks like he's going to, there's going to be a trial when the articles come. So if the Syria thing wasn't going on, I would say, eh, well, you know, at least he got Clinton impeached and he won't independent voters or moderates because no one's going to vote for somebody that's been impeached. But this Syria thing this destabilization of the Middle East, that goes directly to security and defense. And rightly or wrongly, and I would argue that wrongly, the Republican Party has positioned itself the last, Jesus, 30 years as saying it's the party for defense. McConnell seems to be breaking with Trump on some things. We might have a full impeachment, B. Mm, I, I agree with you, the Clinton impeachment. I agree. But I don't know about the full. Eh, I, just, I just, he's too, they, he's too. They, they can use pence. He's too wiry, though. He's too, he, he's, they, can, he's, they can use pence. He's too slimy. Pence? No, Trump. They can't use Trump. Trump's unpredictable. Yeah. Trump does crazy shit. Pence stays on message. I saw something interesting today that said that people are, kind of impressed in the Republican Party that Pence was able to get anything done. 
I, I haven't heard shit year. about Pence. Honestly, he's been he's been overshadowed this entire three years. I haven't heard anything. Well, about shit, him. he's the vice president. Ain't he supposed to be overshadowed? Yeah, but damn, like you should hear his name. Look, I know you don't watch these shits, but I'm gonna keep saying it because it's funny and it's accurate. Every time I see a picture of Vice President Pence, I keep waiting for him to try to you know talk about this goddamn mutant menace <laughs> that's facing the world. I don't know what you're talking about. He looks like uh, he see he looks like, so in every X Men movie, <laughs> there's usually some senator is trying to pass some anti mutant law. Oh, got it. Mike Pence looks like that senator in every <laughs> one of these fucking movies. That's <laughs> like I want to talk to you today about this danger that's facing humanity, this mutant menace. It must be stopped. He looks like a bad. He, lo- he looks like a, com- a he looks like a comic book bad guy. That's what he looks like. Besides that, though, when have you ever heard anything important about him ever? That's what vice presidents not named Dick Cheney do. Yeah, you're right. They do nothing. Nothing. So we're, it's all bad. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Again, listeners, I apologize. So much shit had happened. I swore we had talked about the Pelosi stuff every day. So here's my advice. You don't gotta refresh, constantly refresh your web browser on this shit. But at the end of the day, pick your news outlet of of choice. Pick your preferred um, dispenser of information, and just look at it once at the end of the day. Because every day it seems like two or three terrible thing happens for this president and his administration. I even mentioned Giuliani in this conversation. Yeah. Have you mentioned him? Yeah. There's so much other stuff, though. There's so much other stuff. In the same week he's saying he's bringing troops home, he's now surging troops in Saudi Arabia and Iraq. You do not get to start a fire. Then try to put it out. And then expect people to treat you as the hero. So when Trump says all this shit about Syria, let's remember everything that's happening to the Kurds is because of that phone call that Donald Trump had, period, the end. And B, what we're getting at, remember when I told you about the Trump Hotel in in Turkey? Yeah. And that might be a reason. I said he's one of the few Westerners to have a hotel in Turkey. Yep. And you started laughing. That laugh about how somebody could be compromised that way to maybe do something stupid or maybe willingly do something. Right. That B is one of the reasons why it's not okay for the sitting president to have foreign summons conducted at his personal properties. Do you know that Let me do it this way. So I was listening to one of the talking heads. And so there's an estimate of, of how much business has gone up at the Trump property since he's been in office. And do you know that almost all of our government officials that conduct things abroad, uh, CIA, other, you know, inside the executive branch, Department of Defense, do you know they're staying at Trump hotels? Wow. B, you want to you want to guess? You know what the uh, which foreign country has spent the most money on putting dignitaries up in Trump hotels since Trump's been in office? You want to guess? Don't need to guess. Neither does anybody else. Yeah, you do. It's not Russia. That would have been the guess. That it's Saudi been. Arabia. Oh wow. Okay, that's still kind of silly though. But yeah, because I mean, Saudi Arabia and Russia are like brothers. Yeah, yeah. That's my, that's that's like the Middle East and Russia. Yeah, it's not okay. Because I think that, no, I don't. And you're not gonna really going to push back on this. Trump has shown us by word, by deed, by action that he doesn't give a fuck about anybody in this country not named Trump. Absolutely not. Of course. Like there's no other, I, there's no higher ideal. This make America great again. Do you really think he cares about anybody else, not himself? Hardly. Do you really think that? Hardly. Who is he working for? Trump. 
What what does he want his legacy to be? Uh, he's just just this is he's flossing. The being the president was a floss. Now what? That was it. You thought there was more to it? That's it. I don't know where we go from here. This is a wild ride. It's only going to get more wild. So the truth of the matter is, is that he pissed off a lot of people. Oh, it's almost over. Uh, well, McConnell is saying that he expects, I told you earlier that a McConnell is preparing the senators kind of a, you know, impeachment hearing, uh, impeachment uh, trial for dummies. He's saying he thinks he's going to, the hearing's going to happen late November, early December. It's not a hearing, it's a trial. But Pelosi and others are saying, you know, they don't know yet. And you should go with Pelosi and Schiff and not being able to know because here's the deal. More shit keeps coming out of the woodworks. Every time they talk to somebody, more shit comes out. Unforced errors, comedy of errors, amateur hour, yakety stacks. What's crazy is, is that I expect Trump to not give a shit because he's probably just like, whatever, you know? But all the other career politicians around him, idiots. Well, I don't know, man. This is, this is, uh, it's bad, man. It's to the it's point bad. now, it's to the point now where, I don't know if you remember, well, yeah, of course, I think you were in LA then, when OJ, were you in LA yet when OJ, the OJ trial was happening? Or no, not yet. Oh, no, man. That's like 93, 94. Oh, okay, yeah, so you weren't. Um, the country was banded, well, the, the black country was banded together. They didn't give a fuck if OJ did it or not. We just want OJ to get off. I think that this is going to be the exact same thing, but we're going to want every, the entire country is going to be like, it's going to be an impeachment party. And everybody's going to be tuned in. Everybody's going to want this dude to fry. Well, of course, there are those people in the middle of America that probably still think he's the savior. But everybody else, all the coasts, are going to be tuning but, in to watch him fry. But, but B, that may be true. But there's actually bad shit going on. Bad shit done poorly. So, I mean, we... Let's not make a mistake here. So... Thousands of Kurds died last week. Right. Like real people, real human beings, motherfuckers that were just hanging out with our special forces saying, right. yeah, man, remember that time we fought this battle against ISIS and we were shooting hand in hand and we fucked them up? Yeah, man, that was good times. Glad I met you then, man. Glad we have this yeah, camaraderie well, between us. Hey, we'll see you later, guys. <laughs> we'll be here. For, we'll be friends forever as long as, you know. Uh, you know, your lips to Allah's ears. Yeah, man. And and thank you for protecting these Christian churches. That's a big thing Republicans are like. Yeah, man. Because we believe like you Americans that everyone should be free. Hold on a second. I got this call. I'll be right back. Hey, man. Uh, we got to go. We got to go, go. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we out. Um, I'm going to need that. Can I get that M16 back from you? Yeah, that's, uh, wow. that's, that's, that's United States American government property. Wow. That's serial number, serial number on it and everything. We'll need that. Thank you. God bless. Here's my cell phone. Holler at me. Call before you come. Don't just show up. We got to go. Peace out. It's sad. It's definitely sad. It is. It's not, it's not sad. It's just funny. It's also sad because we are fucked in the region. Who would want to be our ally? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You gotta not- be in a real fucked up rock and a hard between a rock and a hard place to want the Americans to help you now. Yeah, that's what I said last week. Even if whoever's president says, I get I promise you we'll never abandon our allies, you know, you're like, well, maybe for four years after that, you could have some crazy come in. You can just say fuck it. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, we'll see, man. And we'll see what's gonna happen. It's gonna these next two months are gonna be crazy. Deranged. I'm rooting for us, man. <laughs> I'm rooting for everybody to win that's not named Trump. Yeah. I, I want us to get back to being the things that we used to say we were. Regardless of whether it's true or not, I'd like us to get back to kind of point it in the right direction on more shit than not. On, on most shit than not most shit. That's, it, it, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking for a, just a, a minimal standard on civility, and foreign policy. That's it. I can't. I'm not even looking for American ex- exceptionalism anymore. I'm not even looking for that. Just ism. Just regular ism. Yeah. 
I can't wait to see what this um this anti-Trump CNN whistleblower is going to come up with. That this should be wild. This it doesn't be, matter, B, because we know how Fox works. No, nah, this should be wild. I I can't wait to see what they come up with to to try to help the Trump side at this point because they need any anything they can get. They need. Well, he could start by shutting the fuck up. Won't happen. And having people not speak on his behalf. Won't happen. If he just did, you know, if he just went behind closed doors, didn't come out and just went to his rallies every now and then, you know, it, we wouldn't be in this situation. But he had a brain fart and decided, give him the transcript. So fucking what, man? It's perfect. He thought it was perfect because he thinks he's smarter than the rest of us. Right. And he's not. Any of it, man. That's all I got. Um, I'm going to keep recovering. Um, listeners, don't get absorbed in this shit. I suggest you try it when you, you, before, you, before you go to bed. You know, your immediate source of choice. See the top two or three bullet points about this impeachment shit and what's going on in Syria. And let Kunta and Bionis go through this shit. And we will. And we're going to get through this. I believe that, you know, we can get through this and we have to. We don't have an alternative. We can't, we can't implode. We don't get to do that. So, that's all I got, man. Black on both sides where nothing is black and white.